on step 12, which is having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So, Trevor. Mike working? It is. We'll soon see. It is. Oh, great. Put on my sobriety station here. Thank you, Greg. Trevor, alcoholic. Trevor. Awfully glad to be here. I've enjoyed this. I really have. So, Kevin, thanks again for asking me uh, to, to share my experience with the 12 steps. And um, just a little recap, I, uh, if you weren't here the first night, I, I, did, uh, I did share that my sponsor, Luther, um, gave me that prayer. Uh, and it's and it's a relatively recent prayer, the prayer that Greg reads every week. It's a relatively recent prayer used by Don P. in Colorado in the 60s. And um, he shared it with the world, and now we've got it here as, as well as around the world. And it's a very, very powerful, very powerful prayer, which can get us started on a new experience. A new experience in Alcoholics Anonymous, which some of us need, whether we're, we're new, new, or fairly new, or or others. So, um, I want to. I want to. I want to get on with this. Uh, the with the twelfth. The twelfth step. Our final. Final thing is I, I. I kind of built it up. I think last last week, at least in my own mind. <laughs> well, Mary, I. I. You know, I. I was, you got to have some kind of uh, thing that provides a little incentive to come. This is like the very, very best thing. But it. But it's proven to be the very best part of Alcoholics Anonymous for me, for me anyway. And I hope I hope that uh, you share you share that experience, um, or have shared it, and and uh, or or will share it, um, no matter where you are. Now we're talking. Okay, so maybe we should have split this into three sections. You know, first. But then, no, that's not that's not a good idea, Kevin. But you could, right? You know, the twelve steps. We, we, having had a spiritual experience or an awakening as a result of these steps, we, one, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics, being two, and then three, practicing these principles in all our affairs. In fact, oh, this is beautiful. I've got a great view of myself. <laughs> what could be, what could be better? For me, um, anyway. <laughs> is the microphone working? Yes. Speaking of the microphone, honey. All right, we'll do. Okay. Remember, remember, I I made a point of talking about how each and every one of us, I believe, it's my belief that you don't have to share it, but I believe it. All of us who uh, have it at one point or another in in the in the past, whether it's recent or distant, have um, have had a great and profound spiritual experience coming into Alcoholics Anonymous. If we have set the set the booze down and have not picked it up to date, so in other words, if we're if we're sober and we've been sober 
and we and we're trying this thing we're experiencing that and we're, there's things to do whether in you know no matter where you are on that on the steps whether you've got a sponsor yet if you've got a sponsor and you're just embarking on the steps or whether you're like on step four and what 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 have you you're working on the amends or you're in the maintaining steps whatever it is we we have all shared in a great powerful spiritual awakening um, which you know we don't have to be shy about it we can talk about it okay uh, because this is this this is something that's re real that which has happened to us if we've come here and we've and we put the bottle down and not picked it up again so um, I'm a little self-conscious about this uh, microphone but I'll try not to be um, I want to share first a little bit about about the 12th step about the first part <clears throat> oh no about the uh, about the working with others uh, having uh, working with others so that would be in my in my three proposed three splitting up of this into three nights I'll go directly to two so we won't get any bright ideas uh, <laughs> you know we all come here in different ways right we all we we've all got our own stories and and in my in my view everybody's story is is got a lot of got a lot of beauty to it you know no matter no matter how it no, ha, no matter how it occurs okay but I want to share one with you that's uh, an old story um, and I'll share it with you because the guy who it happened to is, isn't able to tell the story so I'll tell it and I, I'm reminded about it I was reminded about it not long ago this happened about <clears throat> early 1950s I guess it was in the early 1950s out west um, in the state of Nevada but not not Las Vegas it was in the big part of the big empty state of Nevada and there was a there was a like a I guess you call it a general store sold sold um, stuff for ranchers and farmers and so forth gas I think beer I know beer and and uh, probably some some booze you know at a bar and if you know Nevada in the part this is uh, you know not not Las Vegas or, or that but it's it's a long way between anything right it's a long way between between stops and Carolyn and I were up the we were in the Bay Area and we were going to get back to Tucson or maybe we lived up in Coolidge at the time and I, I looked at the map and I got the bright idea well we can just go across Nevada and you know and go on this highway and oh I see Janice is looking up with a little bit of alarm because you can go on that highway for hours and hours and hours and not not see anyone you see another car you pass the car a couple hours go by they pass you you know that's the way it is you know and that's I'm not exaggerating about that so in this little store a man came in and he was a traveling salesman and he uh, he gets a, he he gets whatever he gets at the bar at the bar, and he looks up. Probably a slot machine in the place. I'm guessing. He looks he, he looks up behind the bar, and he sees in the mirror. You know, he sees in the mirror all these checks, checks taped to the to the mirror behind the bar, and he looks at the checks, and he looks at the guy behind the bar and he looks at the checks again and he says 
Um, who's this? Uh, they're all the same name on these checks. And he said, what, what's going on here with these checks? He said, well, those are guys. He comes in here and his checks are always bad. And I got all these checks he's got to take care of. His dad's rich, but he's a drunk, you know, blah, blah, blah. The guy said, I need that guy's name and where he lives. So he got his name and he drove and he drove. And I'm guessing it was a long way, but he got finally to the ranch. And he talked to the guy and he shared some AA literature with him. And the man never drank again, the man he visited. <clears throat> now, I don't know the, the, the uh, traveling salesman's name, but I know the man who he visited, his name was Ray Barlow, and he, I knew him very well. I knew him in Tucson, and then I, he, he went up to the Pine Top, and he lived, I think he was probably in his 60, 60 years of sobriety, because he was a young, young man when he got sober. But he, he was in his 60s when he finally died. But imagine, imagine if the guy had said, ah, look at that, ah, just kept on going, right? Imagine, imagine the people who, Ray was very active and, and he would have effect, he affected a lot of people's lives, myself included, and I would, we wouldn't have had the benefit of that had the guy just kept on going, right? You know, much in the same way Carolyn reminded me of the story, <coughs> actually she didn't, re I, it wasn't the whole story, but it was the part about Abby, Thatcher visiting visiting one of our co-founders, Bill, early and making the point of he had to, you know, it was the depression times and I and he had to put the money in the, the turnstile to get the uh, authority. He had to do this and that. He had to go way out of his way, in other words, to talk to Bill. And apparently Bill was not all that receptive, right? And we can imagine that because we know, you know, we know the kind of person Bill was, self the way he described himself. So we know that that was not an easy trip for Ebby T. But he did it. And imagine if he hadn't done it, right? And imagine, imagine all those things. Imagine there's Clancy has a great story about all the all the very very fine the fine thread of of. Uh, of Circumstances which had to happen in order for AA to ha to be here. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yep. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> so what would we, you know, where would we be like if we didn't have those those fine threads? If people if people hadn't taken the opportunity to, you know, say, uh, well, you know, it's too much trouble. I'm not going to do this. Okay. So I have to keep that in mind myself. Um, but I'm not going to be on the 12-step call, or I'm not going to be on the 12-step if if I'm not on the 12-step. I guess is you know that may seem obvious, but I think it's it's worth it's worth uh, it's worth discussing. In other words, there's a there's a portion in the book that says you know we can't we can't give away a message we don't have. I'm getting some waves from the back. You know, they're waving to what they're saying. A okay. Oh, they're waving it. Everybody's waving. Right. <laughs> How about this? We'll do this. How about that? Do that. Okay. So I told that story, and I, you know, I, I've told a little bit about my story about going to going to Turkey and um, coming back and meeting up with the uh, meeting up with the guy who. Who eventually became my sponsor, and uh, you know I've, I feel very fortunate to be here. Um, I want to talk about two other guys while we're on the subject of 
while we're on the subject of 12-step calls. Um, well, I'll just start right off with, 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 with the, they're, they're two guys about the same age. One's a little bit older, I guess. Uh, but they were both lived in Tucson. One had just gotten to Tucson. He, he had had a, this was, this was back in the, this was back in the early 80s, maybe 1984. First man um, was, a, was in the Air Force, stationed at Davis-Monthan Air Force Base in, in Tucson. And he had had a long, long run of no success in the staying sober business. He'd had very, very little, and he'd had no success because he hadn't stayed sober. He'd go, to, he'd go to AA for a while and he'd get drunk. And more, more likely he went to uh, Air Force uh, sponsored and paid for treatment. And he'd go and then, you know, he, they'd let him go and he'd get on the bus, but you know, he was drunk on the way home. And he'd, he'd, they'd give him, you know, all kinds of treatments. That he told me um, they gave him this one, which was an electroversion treatment, where, you know, they wired up, they had a little simulated bar, and they wired it up. It's like, you know, you're going to drink, but if you pull it, you get a little shock. And he said, finally, after about the third day of that, he said, he just said, the hell with it, I'm going to drink drank the thing, you know, it was, it was like his, gave him his favorite liquor in this little simulated bar. Mr. Bill, you're not supposed to do that, he said. I'm telling his story, because he's not here, but he's, he's a good storyteller. But point was, he'd never had any, he'd never had any luck with the, uh, stand, in the stand sober department. Okay? So, one night I'm at the, at the, I'd never been to this meeting. Ken, my friend Ken and I went to the meeting uh, kind of on a, on a whim to go to this meeting on the other side of the town. I think it was at the, a church called Our Lady of Sorrows. I'm pretty sure that was the name of it. But, but uh, that, was, that was where I heard this, this voice come across the, uh, across the parking lot. Is there an AA meeting here? Yeah, I was like, this is a this is really a good one, you know. And he's and my friend Bill is standing there. He's about 120 pounds, sopping wet, and he's he's got it. He's he's uh, you know we'll try it. We get it. We'll get it. We got till seven. Oh, that's perfect. Hello. Anyway, so. Bill's got his Bill's got his L, his, uh, his car loaded up with the stuff he's brought from his last duty station, and, and he's saying, "Is there an AA meeting here?" And you know, he, he comes over and he introduces himself to, or I introduce myself to him and Ken and so on. And um, we went to the meeting, and he horsed around and hemmed and hawed and did this and that. And he asked me to sponsor him uh, after a couple of days later. And Bill just gave me a note a couple of nights. His, his, his wife is, is, is not doing very well. But he's been sober all that time since. Okay? So 30-some years. But a long stretch of bad, bad road before that. You know, deemed, I mean, kind of deemed, deemed, you might say deemed hopeless. Another friend named John, about the same age as, uh, as Bill, um, I, I Asked, he came to a, a happy hour meeting at Central Office. You know, I've gone into great detail about Central Office with the uh, incurable row and the wailing wall and so on and so forth. John 
these guys are both older than me, right? Um, probably about 15 years older than me, 12 or 15 years older than me. John's a Vietnam veteran. He works for the city of Tucson. He's very, uh, very, seems very nervous and up, uptight, but he's, damn it, he's going to these meetings. And he asked me to sponsor him, and I started asking him about his, his, his record with, uh, with booze and so forth, what he tried before this, because I'd, I'd already kind of knew Bill and his, his, his whole thing. And I'm coming to a point here. John said, well, <clears throat> he went to the doctor for an annual checkup, and the doctor asked him about his drinking, and John said he'd been doing quite a bit of drinking. And the doctor said, uh, well, that's not really, this is, you know, this is as I recall. But he said, that's not very good for your health. You should go to Alcoholics Anonymous if you're an alcoholic. John did, and he hasn't had a drink ever since. Now I'm going, oh, come on. You know, that seems a little bit, that seems a little bit different. Well, there was more to it, as I found out later on. But the point being that he hadn't had the long string of, of things beforehand. So what I'm trying to get at is it really doesn't matter how we get here. It doesn't matter in, a, in, in the least. I mean, I've got my story. You've got your story. Ray Barlow had his story. Bill and Bill and uh, Bill Brown and, and uh, Bill B and Jim S. Uh, <coughs> uh, all had their stories. And it doesn't matter. They all stayed sober, right? No matter what, it didn't matter what their background was before that, before coming to Alcoholics Anonymous. What mattered was what they did, what I did <coughs> after I got here. And that makes the big that makes the biggest difference. So if you're if if you're new or if you're in posterity here somewhere and you're new and you're and you're listening in and you and you feel like well I've got a bad trek record in Alcoholics Anonymous you know or this hasn't worked for me or this part of this hasn't worked for me or I'm not very good at this part or this that part or you know I didn't get the right sponsor or what have you relax. You're in, you're in the right place, right? We don't have you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to fret about any of that stuff, because if you listen to what Greg's said with that prayer, you can get a new experience any old time here in Alcoholics Anonymous as long as you haven't gone completely into the wet brain category or something like that. You know, our, our, I I would listen to the to the part about how it works every meeting down at central office. You know. Rarely have we seen a person fail who's thoroughly followed our path, right? Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. You know, usually men and women are constitutionally being honest with themselves. That scared me, okay? Because who knows, you know? Am I, am, I, am I able to be honest with myself? Well, I'll give it a try. Alex said, Alex said, the best, best thing you can do about that is uh, try being honest with other people for now. <laughs> you know, you, you can worry your head if you want about self-honesty, but you might try not lying a little bit. That, that'll keep you busy, and it certainly did. But anyway, the joy, is, the joy is seeing people come into Alcoholics Anonymous, and not so much that, but seeing that what can happen to them. I remember my friend Bill, Bill uh, K., who just looked like he'd seen the gates of hell, right? He really had. There was nobody home. Lights are on. Nobody home. He was a smart guy. He was very intelligent. Had advanced degrees. In fact, he wasn't a rocket scientist. But nobody was home. You know, he was he was calling his sponsor from under his desk, right? 
couple of weeks later, a few weeks later, Bill's in meetings talking, sounding like, like, a, like a regular citizen, making sense when he talked. Why? Because he'd taken hold of this, this thing. This is, this, is, this is a dramatic, dramatic, life-changing, vital, life-giving program. It involves recovery. Recovery. My sponsor gave me Luther gave me a, um, a, a, a a definition for recovery, which he said uh, making usable making usable items from unusable source. In other words, we weren't able to be used. You know, we weren't useful. It's like in my little thing I handed out the first day about about current untreated alcoholism. We weren't able to be of use to people. Now we are. And we've got a very specific way that we're able to be useful to people. Um, you know, we, we live our lives, as Susie used to say, we become citizens. They told me, if you're going to be on the 12-step list, you're going to have to buy a phone. Right? Well, I didn't want to buy a phone. Phones were expensive. And, you know, they said, but you got to buy a phone. you got to be a citizen in order to have the 12-step calls come in. And so I got a phone. And I, and I paid for it and uh, kept it maintained it. Um, but we've got a very specific way that we can be of help to other people. And it's really, it's a God-given privilege to us. Um, it's a God-given privilege that we gain because of the pain that we experienced while we were drunk and the uh, effort we put into coming here one day at a time, staying sober uh, through the grace of God. And that thing that we have is the unique ability to be able to help a suffering alcoholic. Okay? Uh, nobody else can. You know, we're, we're, it hasn't changed, it hasn't changed since they wrote the book. To be honest, I don't think it's changed. You know, they say science may one day accomplish this and turn a, turn a, turn a drinker into a, a non-drinker. Science may one day accomplish this, but it hasn't done so yet. They can't do it, you know. We we can. We were at the what well, we were at the detox center over at Mill Creek uh, the, a few weeks ago, and one of the people was one of the women there was talking about. Oh, it's going to be great, you know, this particular treatment facility she was going to be heading to. It was going to be great. They have spa and massage. And, it sounded like when Goldie Hawn was joining the army in Private Benjamin. They said, you know, you're going you're, you're to have your own little condo. And so she gets the basic training. Where's the condo? Well, at any rate, we're not here to, you know, it doesn't matter. So you get to the, so you get to the, so you get to the uh, treatment facility. So you get to the detox. So you get to the hospital. So what? Okay. I got to I got to the airplane and went to Turkey. Okay, so what? Does that mean you got to go? To, no, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means we get here on the on the on the basis we get here, and then what we do with that once we once we're here makes all the difference. But at some point, at some point, if you're new, you're going to hear somebody who's going to pique your interest a little bit about this thing, pique your interest a little bit about. Huh, you know, I'm, 
I'm wondering whether this thing might work for me. It seemed like, you know, I, I'm, I'm here and all. You know, this was me. I'm thinking all this stuff because I didn't talk. Pat said, Pat, Pat W. said, Oh, he's doing so well. We thought he was brain damaged a few weeks ago. <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, I should be... been good at about solving all my other problems. Well, no, that's not true. I'm, I had a high opinion of my innate intelligence. How about that? And I thought, well, see, some people are laughing. That wasn't the funny part. I thought, you know, maybe I'll just be the guy who sits in the, uh, sits in the chair and, you know, in central office, and I can kind of Listen and listen and learn, you know? Gain what there is to gain, and, and I don't have to do any of these pesky things that they're talking about. First of all, I didn't believe that they actually did them. You know, I thought, this is 1935 stuff we're talking about. But if you're lucky, and you wait here long enough, you're gonna hear somebody who's gonna pique your interest, and you're gonna, no matter whether you're new, or sorta new, or you're not new anymore, but you're burned out, Whatever it is, whatever the case is, you're going to say, you can say, that person sounds like they have a solution. Okay? And, you know, that solution only comes for us to give if we've got the solution ourselves. So that's what we've been doing the past five weeks, right? You know, I kind of enumerated that thing, that sort of thing. So, so what do we do? We go out, it, 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 the book, is, I'll go back to the book, and I'm not even going to open it up. I'll tell you what it says. It's got a nice little blueprint. It tells, you, it tells you how to approach a new person. You know, times have changed, right? Times have changed a little bit, but drunks are drunks, right? They, 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 they get antagonized if we talk about certain things too much. They, they, they will... Um, not relate to certain people. I certainly didn't. They'll try and change the subject. They will. Uh, they'll. They'll put you off. What. What have you? It doesn't matter. It tells us what we need to do is is give it a shot. Okay. So my my version of the first part of the twelve step was we had the we had the hotline that I've talked about a little bit before. They'd call and or somebody would call, and the third party would uh, call the short sort of short list of people who were willing to take calls on the 12-step call and then we'd go out and we would go talk to them okay a lot of times they were calling from their homes sometimes they were talking calling from the triple t truck stop out on the side of the town and uh you know but we would go talk to them and sometimes we would take them from where they were maybe to a coffee shop and talk to some more and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk some more, and then try and get them to a meeting if they were sober up enough. Sobered up enough. We didn't take them to. We didn't take them to facilities. We didn't. I'm. I'm I don't know. You know. We, we just didn't because you know that's kind of like a we'll never see them again situation at that point. And these guys weren't flipping out on you know for the most part. Some were, but they weren't. They, they were. They were just calling because they wanted to talk to somebody about Alcoholics Anonymous, or at least they did for a little bit. You know, and so, so they were the, they were willing to talk to us for a little bit about Alcoholics Anonymous, and sometimes they had prior service. I remember this one guy. <clears throat> I think it was at St. Mary's Hospital. He uh, 
he'd called and I think Ken and I went down, maybe Ken, somebody else. And I thought I was giving it pretty good. You know, I thought I was giving the you know, outline of the outlining the spirituals tools for him and giving giving him what, what, what he needed to know in order to stay sober. And all of a sudden he said, stop me. He said, just stop, you know, stop. He said, you guys aren't doing this at all right. <laughs> you with your open open kimono there and then <laughs> tell me more about how I'm not doing this right. He said, well, no, you're not doing it right. You're not, what you should be doing is emphasizing the spiritual uh, portion of the program a little bit more. I said, okay, well, let's try again. So, you know, some of these guys, they'll help you. If you... <laughs> um, I noticed something today as I was looking that says, you know, we can, we can give them a little bit about information about alcoholism much the same way we did, uh, they did with you, meaning the reader, in the chapter to the alcoholic you know, more about alcoholism. In other words, you go through those, you go through those scenarios. Ken and his, Ken and his wisdom was telling this guy, uh, he, this guy was in a wheelchair, and all of a sudden Ken starts telling this story about the jaywalker, and I'm going, Ken, stop. <laughs> Just stop, okay? That's a little, that's a little too close to, it didn't, 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 didn't matter. The guy was fine. You know, he he bravely went to the meeting with us. Stood up when it was time to. You know, anyway, anyway, the point is, I, I I'm I'm tied for first among twelve steppers. I'm tied for first with the rest of you guys, because anybody's ever done the twelve step, I, myself included. I'm 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 batting a thousand. I. <laughs> Seriously, and so are you. If you if you didn't drink after the twelve step call, you're batting a thousand, and so am I. So we're tied for first. You know, there's no, there's, you know, and thank God AA isn't competitive. It's not, you know, it's, it's not a zero sum game. If if I stay sober, you don't get to, you know, it's, it's not like that. There's enough for everybody. We got we got you know we got a infinite God infinite universe and we're gonna you know we got we got time what what we don't have time is for is for people to mess around because sometimes they can die and sometimes they can get a wet brain they don't have to, they don't have time so it's, so it is good to it is good to uh, emphasize that this is a serious thing but as the chapter to the excuse me more about alcohol I was about to say to the agnostics more about alcoholism also says or at least my sponsor said, at a certain point, if you've gone through all this stuff, it's best to just close the door, walk away, and let them wait for another uh, another time. Because, you know what, some people aren't going to get it at that time. Some people aren't going to get it from me, some people aren't going to get it from you, they're, they're not going to get it from anybody except for this 17th person when they go from the Triple T truck stop, truck stop to Oklahoma City, or whatever. They're not going to get it. So, um, I don't I don't spend a lot of time I mean I do spend a lot of time um, talking to newcomers but I don't go into huge great depth and detail like when I'm just talking right you know after the meeting I try I just try and make the person feel if possible welcome and ask them if they want to you know see if they're going to come back or encourage them to come back I think is a better way of putting it um, it's so tempting to talk about everything about this, so I, I won't. But 
I will say this. It's not just me. It's Bill W. in the book. In his book, the, or his chapter of the book, the one that he wrote about himself, um, he said, you know, when he's feeling down, when he's feeling down, disconsolate, I think the word depressed was used, when he's like feeling overburdened and he just can't take it anymore, paraphrasing Bill, what he does is he, he goes to his hospital and he sees a new guy there and he, he gets reinvigorated. Well, Bill had it right. That's how we can get, get I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say get our head back on our shoulders or whatever, you know, get our head back in the right place, but I will. That's, that's how we do it, is talking to a new person. Um, so if, if there's nothing else that I would say, um, yeah, if there's nothing, like our, 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 our friend Chuck C. out in California years ago talked about AA, or excuse me, people don't get sober on profundities, okay? They don't get sober on profundities. You know, I... I know what I know because I've lived it. I know what I know because I've had the experience. But um, what I know is this, is that um, AA is not about me working on myself and trying to fix me and make myself a better version of myself or anything like that. Nothing like that at all. You know, if that happens, wonderful. But what it is, is that it's, it's about, it's for me to try and share this message with other alcoholics and see the joy that, or, or have the joy that happens when they, some, listen, and get better. You know, Bill Bill K. I mean, he's alive and well today. I see him every I see him every week on Zoom. You know, he's King Tankerous, he's an ornery now, but he's you know smart as a whip and nothing like that shell of a man that came shell of a guy that came in, uh, you know, just broken down as could be. Um, so I don't I don't uh, you know I. I read the book, I get up in the morning, I do my morning. Don't get all hung up on the, the prayer and meditation bit that I was talking about. I, I said, you know, I think if you, if you haven't tried it, you owe yourself to try it. But there's no one method. I, I happen to read what's on page 86, 87, and 88 every morning. And then I read the, uh, uh, I read the uh, part before that, which is uh, when we retire at night when, we, when I go to bed. But that's, and that's what I do. And I have other things that I do as well. But it's not like, oh, if only I could meditate a little better, I'd be such a better person. I'd have a better life. That's not it at all. You're missing the point. That's like, it's like uh, Carolyn says, that's the booby prize, right? The real prize is staying sober and helping other people, other alcoholics to stay sober. And we have the unique ability to do that. Every single one of us in this, in this little shindig we got going here. Every single one of us has that unique ability if we follow the, follow the steps and, you know, pay attention. Pay attention to what we're doing and, and do this thing. We can help. Just like I've heard people say, oh, I'm no good at meditation, or, you know, they won't admit to being, oh, I'm no good at, make, I'm no good at uh, making amends, or at least they won't say that in public. Uh, or I'm no good at making inventories. But, but I've heard people say things like, "Well, I'm just no good at twelve stuff. I'm no good at talking to people that are new." Well, that's a, that's a shame. 
you know, I asked my sponsor, my first sponsor, thinking he, thinking that I was going to get a good answer. But I, I said, you know, isn't there something I can do for you? Because you've done a lot for me. He said, no. But I'm sure many of you have heard this similar type thing, words to this effect anyway. He said, uh, it's a possibility if, you, if, if, I-F, big if, you stay sober and you do these things, that there might be somebody that come along that might be almost, almost as screwed up as you. <laughs> and you might be able to help them. And in doing that, you would be make, paying back those paying back me and the guys that have talked to you. And I thought, I thought, there were lots and lots of people. You know, I enumer I think about all the people that I knew. I mean, we were t looking at that the other night. You know, we heard that in a meeting the other night. The people who came before us, who not only kept the doors open, but spent time with, with us. I mean, I'm not talking just for myself. I know they spent time with you, too. And so I'm going to turn around and go, well... I'm going to shut the door here because I got I got mine. I don't need any more. I can't do that. I shouldn't do that, and, I, and it's to my detriment if I do. Right? I, I wouldn't feel right about it, but also what I read in the AA literature and what I've observed from looking around at people who are old-timers is that the book's right when it says, you know, like we're panning for gold and we got an infinite vein but we don't get to keep it unless we give it away, okay? That's just the plain, simple truth of it. I'm sober, I told Carolyn I wasn't gonna make a big deal of it, but I'm sober 42 years, okay? 42 and a half, okay? Class of 81, right, Leslie? Yay! Well, that's a class of 81. But uh, the big thing about that is not that. What's the big thing about that is I remember going to the Alano Club in Tucson. Not a place I went all the time, but I did go there sometimes. And they'd have a list of the celebrants, you know, the one years, the two years, the three year celebrants, the five year celebrants, the 10, one or two guys at 20, and, and it just gets smaller. It gets very narrow. So I wanted to make sure, or I wanted to do whatever, I didn't make sure, I wanted to do whatever I could do so I wasn't, you know, on the side of the road. Or as my drill sergeant would have said, back on the block with the rest of the punks sucking on a wine, sucking on a bottle of wine. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be the, I could have, I could have had that, you know. I could have had that number of years. So what I, what I want to do now is talk about the best years are in front of us, no matter where you are, no matter no matter where, what your AA background is. Our best lives, or our best life, is in front of us. Um, okay, so I think I've talked a little bit about working with others, uh, practicing the principles in all our affairs. Um, oh, just a thing, just a, just a little thing about the about the steps uh, and. You know, our, our, our comp table of contents here. My sponsor said that uh, the preface and the doctor's opinion all the way up to about more about alcoholism involves the first step. Step two is we agnostics. Um, steps three through 11 are how it works uh, and, and into action. And then working with others, what I've just talked about is um, chapter seven, working with others. 
which I read the first two paragraphs every morning. I read the first two paragraphs after I've completed the 11th step, just to get my ideas that that's important. But then after practicing these principles in our affairs, that's the rest of the 164 pages. That's to wives, the family afterwards, to employers, and a vision for you. There's a lot of good things in there that we kind of overlook or neglect because we think, oh, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not an employer. I'm not married. I don't, you know, all that stuff. So do yourself a favor, look back over that if, you're, if, you're, you know, if your sponsor tells you to read the first 164 pages. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what it's like now um, because my sponsor, I, I, I retired and then I unretired and then I retired again, all this dance. But I said, Luther, I, I, I really want to retire. And he said, yeah, do that, but, um, but don't do that unless you got something, you got something to um, have in front of you that you're that you're that you're going to be able to do. He said, "Pardon me." He said, "I don't want you to be old man AA sitting there at the meeting." <laughs> no chance, you know. But but actually, there's a big chance because it's very tempting. You know, oh, I'll be old man AA sitting in the sitting in the corner pontificating, doing the profundities that uh, Chuck warned us about. AA doesn't, you know, people don't get sober on profundities. So he said, you do something. And I, and I thought immediately, well, it's got to be something that I don't like, right? That's my thought. And he said, no, not at all. It's got to be something that you really, that you really, really want. Well, you know, I, I went and I had my six days at the University of Arizona back when I was, when I was a kid, before I got sober whatever it was, six days, six weeks, whatever. I thought I was going to be an art major. And uh, I was, you know, I was good. I'd taken a class. <laughs> that was a start. And I got out of the army and I, I was sober and I, I, I majored in creative writing, which means making stuff up. <laughs> Telling stories. Um, but then I got, I, I, I had a teaching career. And I wouldn't have had any of that stuff uh, without, without, being sober, and I got married. I had two sons who are a joy, and they've got kids, so I'm a grandparent. But uh, I went back to I, I I learned how to draw. That's like like the steps. Oh, I can't draw. I can barely draw a stick figure. Well, the truth is, you never tried. You didn't you didn't look and find out how to do it. So that's an outside issue. But there are th certain things. If you want to learn something, you find out how to do it. You People who know more than you about it, listen to them. I had a real problem with that in school. And that's why I wasn't that great a student because I was waiting for the parts I did know. <laughs> but, <clears throat> anyway, so I learned how to draw and I then I, I added color to it and my, my son said, why don't you put a website down? People are talking about that. You know, they're asking if that stuff is available. So I made a little website and made some cards up and for you it, people are sending good sized money and I'd send out paintings and so there I had that going. And I'd written these these two novels, but I put them away, ah, nobody wants to read that, ah, nobody wants to read that. My son, my son, God, I love my son. My sponsor says, is he available to be my sponsor? Because <laughs> he, he is a, he's a really smart guy. But he said, "Why don't you uh, Why don't you go ahead and publish those? Those aren't bad, you know." I'll, I'll, and he said, "And I'll help you." He said, "I'll help you with the technical part, you know." I said, "I can't do it. You know, there's a lot of stuff on the computer. I don't know how to do that." 
So for, now I've, I've written what ten? We've got ten published, Carolyn, and five in the works. So I can't, I, you know, he can't keep up with the help that I got, you know. <laughs> so I got these. I got this thing that I, I love better than, uh, you know, than I could have possibly believed that I do every day, and it, it's it's my life. You know, I go to Alcoholics Anonymous. I have a family. I've got an, uh, uh, something that brings me a lot of joy, and I got a great. I got a great life as a result of staying sober one day at a time, and I would have cheated myself. I would have cheated myself anywhere along the line by saying, "Ah, screw it, this is too hard." You know, "Ah, this is nuts." You know, "This is nuts." All this, and now I got to do this, and you know, what's the use? So anyway, I mean, I don't know who's listening because we got people that you know listen that are in posterity. So I'm told. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the thought of it is alarming. <laughs> but it, don't cheat yourself. This is a beautiful life, right? Uh, like George in the, uh, you know, in the, it's a, it's a wonderful life. It is a wonderful life. And it's a wonderful life if we, if we weaken and we just say, I can't do this anymore. I need help. Can you help me? And, and we'll get the help we need. So don't give up before the miracle. Thanks. Thanks, Trevor. So now does anybody have a question or does anybody have a question for Trevor? So you can do the microphone, Bridget. It's for the people on Zoom and posterity. <laughs> for you future listeners, my name is Bridget and I'm, I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Bridget. Uh, Thank you, Trevor. Um, have you ever had the experience of, and I've never had the experience, I'm asking, when you're 12-stepping somebody that you give them more alcohol to, so that they... No, no, I never have done that. No. Nope. No. No, but they, I've had them take it <laughs> on their own. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Because... Yeah. yeah, unbeknownst to me, they're yeah. bringing it along with them. I, so, I don't know, uh, you know, I've only I've only had to do this a couple times, so I can't, I don't have a lot of experience with 12-stepping, but uh, I just took people to detox, but, um, I, you know, I, my concern is that if you just take them to a meeting and they really have been drinking excessively prior, months prior, even if they're not drunk right that minute, that something really, they could have a seizure or something. I don't know. I just wondered what your experience had been. Yeah, I, 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 that hasn't happened to me. And, I mean, that's just my experience. You know, between you and your sponsor, that's something for you guys to decide. What's best? Who else has a question? Gretchen's been in, out of town and she's ready to... I'm run. ready and roaring to go. Hi everyone, Gretchen Alcoholic. Hi Gretchen. <laughs> um, thank you Trevor, first of all. But my question is, because you make a very clear point on this, about as um, members of Alcoholics Anonymous gain sobriety in years, it seems as though the numbers dwindle down. Right. What is the message that you have to the old timers um, to continue to be present and carry the message? Right. That's that's a great great thing to 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 keep in mind when we're talking, isn't it? That um, we can have a new experience here. 
just because the first, you know, just because we've gone into some kind of a patch where everything seems the same, 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 and no, no, it's not getting any better. It's just the same old blah, 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 blah. That's the way I felt at a certain point. I got a new experience when I went to went to, with the sponsor, who I'd known all my sobriety, but I took the steps as if as if I was having a new experience, and I did. So. Um, yeah, I think there's two routes that people take, and, and neither two neither of them are good. Well, there's three routes, you know, or more. Right. You know, stay and stay and be old man AA in the corner. You know, we know those guys. Well, not in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we can present be, company excluded. No, we, can, we or we can be the we, we can. Or we in passing judgment on everything that comes along, or we can, God forbid, drink, or we can, uh, you know, be so miserable that we consider suicide, or we can have a new experience and have a vibrant AA experience. Okay, and to me, of those three choices, I think I'd prefer the last one. So. You know, I try and I try and make my if I have a message, I try and talk about that I that my my AA life became stagnant at some point, and I had to go and 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 re re uh, acquaint myself with the basic principles of Alcoholics Anonymous. I didn't have to drink, I didn't have to go to a treatment thing, I didn't have to uh, go to any kind of extra thing, extra seminars, whatever. It was all the same old, same old thing. We want to think it's something different. Oh, this time it's this. This is this is non-alcoholism. This is a you know grave emotional mental disorder I've just discovered at 17 years. You know, it's not that at all. It's that this is a big disease. Thanks. Thank you, Kevin. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. Thank you, Trevor. Thanks for doing this. I know this is always a, a difficult thing to. It's easy to say yes and hard to do, and grateful when you're at this point right now. Um, I want to remind everybody a couple of things. Um, next week, there's no meeting. Um, that I'm aware of. No one ever drank during the Thanksgiving holiday. Everyone. <laughs> I did a survey, and everyone told me that they never drank, and everything went well. So we don't have a meeting on on Thanksgiving. Uh, and then next week after that, we're changing our format a little bit. We're having uh, individual speakers uh, with varying lengths of sobriety are uh, speaking on the topic of sponsorship. So for the next eight weeks after that, we'll have varying people speaking on sponsorship. Also, I want to remind everybody that today, um, 73 years ago, Dr. Bob passed away. So, when you, when we do our prayers goodbye, maybe we can uh, we we can keep Bob in our in our thoughts. Okay. Amen. And you have some gifts, parting gifts, or whatever. I do. Yeah. Yeah, Trevor. The uh, group has some well, tokens like of hat. appreciation for you. Oh, well, thank you so much. There's a nice coin in there for you as well. Yeah. So we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.